Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 311 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue with our study of Mother of Mormon, Chapters 7 to 9. I speak unto you as if you were present and this is covered in November the 2nd to November the 8th in the Come Follow Me materials. Uh, we're going to continue to the end of chapter 8 today, looking how the Book of Mormon is a great worth and also how the Book of Mormon was written for our day. I think sometimes we forget what, what was sacrificed, what was done so that we could have this book today. As the manual points out uh, in the Book of Mormon is a great worth section, it says, Mormon and Moroni knew the record they were keeping would be of great worth in our day, so they made great sacrifices to to prepare and protect it. Um, many of the authors in the Book of Mormon probably didn't have that um, latter-day view of what the record was for, um, but Mormon and Moroni certainly did. They saw the destruction and the end of their, their great civilization, and they were given glimpses, glimpses of our day uh, and knew that this record would be preserved for this day specifically. And so listening to their view on things and why they or what they what they've chosen to teach of and uh, testify of, is even more important because, of course, they knew it would be for our day in particular. Uh, in verse 22 of Mormon chapter 8, um, Moreau and I knew that the Lord's purposes would continue and would move forward in these last days. He said, for the eternal purposes of the Lord shall roll on until all his promises shall be fulfilled. Um, Richard L. Evans said this about that, quote, study, learn, don't drop out, seek wholesome knowledge, develop your talents, increase in competence, take counsel. There is safety in counsel. Don't stubbornly rebel, uh, stubbornly and rebelliously decide to go it alone in life. Keep your sense of humor, keep your standards, love and respect your parents, keep close to the church, be active in it, love and serve your country, your community, love and enjoy life. Choose the right, keep the heritage you have. Seek the guidance of your father in prayer. Be happy, have faith, close quote. You can imagine that um, such instruction, such um, positive messages are what Moroni is trying to get across. Things like that the eternal purposes of the Lord will, will roll on. He has seen our day. He has seen um, how this work will indeed roll on. In fact, as he, as you move forward into the following verses, he talks about how he literally has seen our day. He has seen the day where churches will be defiled and lifted up in the pride of their hearts. There'll be tempests and smoke. There'll be wars and earthquakes. There'll be pollutions of um, murders and robbing and lying and deceiving. Um, there'll be all sorts. But despite all of this, in verse 34, he says, Behold, the Lord have shown unto me great and marvellous things concerning that which must shortly come at that day when these things shall come forth unto you. What great and marvellous things has he seen that will shortly come now that this work is among the children of men? We can only predict and, and wonder, I suppose. Um, but President Ezratath Benson said this, quote, We must make the Book of Mormon a centre fo focus of our study because it was written for our day. The Nephites never had the book, neither did the Lamanites of ancient times. It was meant for us. Mormon wrote it near the end of the Nephite civilization. Under the inspiration of God, who sees all things from the beginning, he abridged centuries of records, choosing the stories, speeches, and events that would be most helpful to us. We should constantly ask ourselves, what lesson can I learn from that to help me live in this, in this day and age? Close quote. To make it even more um, personal, even more clear, 
that he saw our day, Moroni then says this uh, well-known verse in the in Mormon chapter 8, verse 35. He says, Behold, I speak unto you as if you were present, and yet ye are not. But behold, Jesus Christ have shown you unto me, and I know your doing. Now, we are not aware completely uh, if that I know your doing phrase is literally, you know, you sat there listening to this podcast right now, um, is is a Moroni, has Moroni been given glimpses of you and your doing? Or is he talking of a general last day, you know, societal look at what society is doing? We're not 100% sure on that, but it is um, encouraging to know that he has seen our day in some form and therefore he and I, and presumably his father had a view on what exactly needs to go into this Book of Mormon record, which makes us think perhaps we should have, you know, considered. I mean, we we do know the Book of Mormon was for our day, so we have been considering this. But it's actually made me think, well, maybe when I go back through the Book of Mormon the next time, I need to look and think at each story and each event and each selection of scripture that was quoted. Why has that specific section been put in this book? Because as we know, it was only a hundredth part of what could have been put in the book. And so why have these things been put specifically for us today? Because they were put in there for us today. Um, President Ezra Taft Benson said, quote, The Book of Mormon was written for us today. God is the author of the book. It is a record of a fallen people compiled by inspired men for our blessing today. Those people never had the book. It was meant for us. God, who knows the end from the beginning, told Mormon what to include in the abridgments that we would need for our day. Mormon turned the records over to his son Moroni, the last recorder, and Moroni, writing over 1,500 years ago, but speaking to us today, stated, Behold, I speak unto you as if you were present, and yet ye are not. Close quote. So again, another reinforcement by President Ejitaf Benson there, that we need to take this record and don't not just see it as a collection of useful and insightful stories to help us come closer to Christ, which is what many of us do see the book as, I'm sure, but it is literally a handbook recorded and picked out and selected specifically for us today, um, which brings the Book of Mormon into such more significance in our lives if we recognise it as specifically for our day, which of course it was. Um, the, the experiences at the time when they were written, most of them were probably not with that written in that with that in mind, but then they were picked out for us specifically today uh, as, a, as a message for us. Um, towards the end um, of Mormon chapter 8, he then, uh, Moroni then um, warns against uh, materialism and focusing on a love of money and of substance and of fine apparel uh, rather than focusing on supporting the love uh, and loving the poor and the needy, the sick and the afflicted. Um, again, you know, this obviously can refer to individuals who do not have a faith in Christ. Um, but even those that do have faith in Christ, you know, I think there's some people who don't have a faith in Christ who do so many wonderful things for the poor and needy. And there are many who do have a faith in Christ that don't do very much. Uh, and I guess it's a, it's a moment for us here in verses 37 and 38 for us to reflect on our priorities. Do we provide what we can for the poor and needy or are we giving a little short of what we can do? Um, there's a great quote by um, Elder Joseph B. Worthing, but it's very long. So I'll probably share that in the, in the show notes. But there's another one I was going to share by Joseph Fielding McConkie and Robert L. Millett, uh, who said this, quote, 
This prophecy is a solemn warning to the Latter-day Saints. The saints of God need to labor day and night to retain purity of heart and thus propriety, propriety in their dealings with God and one another. Zion can only be established among a people who are poor and pure in heart and a people who search out the poor and needy, who see, see those who see to those needs and who focus their attention, their loyalties and their time on people and on things which have eternal relevance and worth, close quote. I really liked that quote, even though I kind of messed up in the middle there, because it helps us to see how Zion is not just a case of a future ideal that we need everyone else to come in line with before it can happen. Zion is something which we can be working on now in our personal lives to build. So as we build it in our personal lives, it will be built around us. Um, we need to make sure that we are pure in heart. We need to seek out the poor and needy and actually when we seek them out, do something about it um, and focus our attention and our time on things which have eternal relevance and worth. Do we at times spend time in our lives on things which do not matter? I think that many of us do. I certainly do. Uh, and I need to review that in my life personally. Um, but I think that that is something which we can look for and see, well, yeah, so we need to change that. Uh, and adjust that and just make those fine tunings in our lives in some cases, or maybe some bigger changes in, in others, where we are doing things which focus on our, our on eternal significance. For Moreau and I have seen our day and he does know our doing and he is asking us to to review that. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do share the podcast on your, on, um, your podcasting platforms. Please review, uh, please leave a review. That'll be even more amazing and subscribe to it. Uh, you can also join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me, um, where you can, you know, engage in what you in what others have been, others have been studying and share what you've been studying. And you can email session at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.